he's 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 gonna be legit. But did you see that the Mets are looking to acquire fucking um Andrew McCutcheon? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? They gotta replace Darren it. Ruff, man. I don't That's hate that. They gotta replace Carlos Correa. <laughs> yeah. Now now That's it's just like that. He went from Carlos Correa to what deserves a ring? He plays in the outfield. Who? Rough. Yeah, he's like an outfield first baseman DH. So yeah, we I actually thought he was just a him. fat boy. Yeah, he is. His you know, I've never so, seen a picture of Darren Ruff. Hold on. Yo, he, hold on. we're basically Somebody's gonna drop my, him. Someone's at, someone's at my door. Andrew McCutcheon. Oh, oh shit! Go oh, fuck yeah. This is weird. <laughs> this is weird. Jelly kicked that again. <laughs> no, that's definitely going to the intro. <laughs> almost, it's almost 10 o'clock at night and people are ringing their list of a bowl. <laughs> you, saw, you saw the reaction in his face? Yo, what up? <laughs> yeah, man, it's good. Bro, it's 9.30. <laughs> like... Like That's nobody, who, rings, who rings the doorbell, bro? Like who rings the doorbell? Like anyone? Like yo, it's some not, dude that's like, like, hey, a couple minutes to talk about God. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's it's not like we don't all have cell phones nowadays. Like who's really coming to your door knocking on it? Like fucking you know? Bauer, Strangers. Trevor Bauer. <laughs> Trevor Bauer. If you're watching this, and we know that you're watching this, allegedly, he's like, hey, so you think there's a chance I can go to Boston? I just heard you say that. Oh, yeah. Alright, you boys ready? I'm fucking pumped we're back. Oh, ah, brother. Slap my ass and call me Sally. My polio is kicking up, though, so I might have to cut this <laughs> Three, two, one. Welcome, everybody, to the Built Different Podcast. Episode 14 of High and Inside. Yes, 14. I'm even just mind-blowing. This is our first episode of 2023. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Not-So-White Chris, Wolfie, and your favorite Uber driver, Poppy Devante. That's what I like to call him because he's a Poppy Chulo. What? Who said that? Not me. But Wolfie, why don't you lead us off with your opening take, man? As always, lead us off. Yo, happy New Year, guys. Good to be back. And I'm on a high note right now. We're going to talk positive baseball. We're in a good spot right now. It's January 11th. Most players have been signed right now. Guys are literally getting big contracts, big years. It doesn't matter if they're young rookies like Tatis or guys like Aaron Judge who are already in their 30s. They're getting paid, which is good to see. They're finally getting what they deserve. It would be nice to see some of the lower teams like the Pirates, Orioles, those guys that actually have rich owners start to hey, spend a little bit. Pirates are making moves, buddy. Hey, yeah, at least they're doing something, right? But it's, it's good to see, though, like most of the big guys, not even two weeks into January, and they're already gone. We can kind of know what the teams are going to look like going forward. Teams also agreed on the new rules in 2023, so that's a good sign. And considering at this point last year we were in a lockout, it's new, refreshed baseball this year. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to talking to it with you guys. So, you know, let's start off the year right. Heck yeah, man. I'm in the same boat, man. I like where baseball is going. I especially specifically like it in the NL East because the Nationals, they didn't really do a damn thing this offseason. I liked it. We're rebuilding. 
you know, we're going to stick with our young guys, see what they got. We got some random veterans and random places, whatever. But what I like the most is that three of the most, I don't want to say shittiest because I don't want to roast some of our listeners out there, but three of the most craziest fan bases in our entire sport, the Braves fans, the Mets fans, and the Phillies fans are going to have such a pinnacle of a year. They're going to be arguing all year. It's not going to make any sense. You know, the Braves are going to act like they didn't just win the World Series two years ago. Mets fans are going to act like they, they're the World Series winners already. And the Phillies are going to act like they got a chance. So I cannot wait. It's going to be fun. Devontae, what's on your mind? It's quite a year seeing, you know, what the Red Sox have done. You know, we lost Xander, unfortunately. But we gave this whole bag to um, Rafael Devers, which is pretty great to see, you know came from the bottom and he, you know one of the best third basements in the game and has still so much more to grow potentially but aside from that it seems like we're working back backwards and you know with everybody that we're bringing in you know we're looking like grandfathers and it kind of reminds me of like 2013 where we had a whole bunch of like um a whole bunch of players that we brought back that were just pretty much out of their prime, man. One would say washed and everything, but you saw how crazy 2013 was. But then again, like, I don't know. I mean, David Ortiz played the biggest role there, and his speech must have, you know, lit a fire in their asses. So, you know, hopefully Trevor Bauer could do the same thing for us when he comes and plays for us. But um, to end it there, I want to say imagine signing a playoff hitter who – has hit 163 for $360 million. That's mind-boggling. But that's just my Yankee hate for the day. Wow. <laughs> Big shots at Aaron Judge. But I swear to God, if we called it with the Red Sox, I think we all said this on an episode, like I think a few episodes back, we said, wow, what if the Red Sox just sign a bunch of veterans and just do it all over again? And I'm, I'm just saying, what's up, Chris? How, how do you feel? What's on the top of your mind? I'm going to say that, uh, you know, give Endeavors that contract, definitely needed to do that to keep some of the fan base. I think what we need to see from Devers now is a big World Series moment. I think that's what he needs because my World Series moment of Devers is game one of 2018 when he got subbed out for Nunez and Nunez hit the two-run home run. So, that I that's what I want to see from Devers, and you know, like you said, we got a we got a crazy bunch of vets. Some of them deserve rings, haven't won rings yet. It, it's a it could be could be who gets hot in October, and you know, who does who's got the most experience. We might have the oldest team in baseball, but hey, <laughs> could be could be a good year. Well, it works. We'll see. You actually guys I mean, have had an underrated offseason so far. But the Nationals were the oldest in the league at one point at one time, and they won the World Series, I'll have you know. That's a throwback. Damn. I mean, you guys signed Jolie Rodriguez, Corey Kluber, Chris Martin, Justin Turner, Kenley, and uh, Yoshida. Like, that's actually, like, not a bad offseason. Kylie Jenner. Let's see, 91-20. Like, that's, like, almost, like, 160 mil guaranteed. Like, that's actually not terrible. Not great, but it's not terrible. Now I remember my real opening take. So my real <laughs> opening take is who the fuck gave Justin Turner number two? 
I can see it maybe a year, two years from now, but the fucking same year Xander leaves? Like, come on. That's fucking... Fuck Justin Turner. Like, honestly, he's a Red Sox. I'm saying fuck Justin Turner until he does something big. Fuck you, Justin Turner, for even taking number two. Should have took, like, fucking... I don't know. Any other number but two. Like, whoever... Bloom probably signed off on it. Fuck Bloom, too. I thought you were going to call him a fucking... They offered it to him. They're like, here, take number two, please. (laughs) Disrespectful. No, right? Like, they were like, how do you feel about wearing number two? Let's go. But I will say, I will say that it does give fans who can't really get another jersey who might just have a number two jersey that's without Bogarts. They can wear it again and feel good about, you know, Justin Turner. But me... Fuck Justin Turner Whoa. <laughs> until he does something big. Here you go, guys. Here's Justin Turner now you can wear. Right. We didn't re-sign Xander, but we got you Justin Turner. <laughs> Where the fuck is he going to play? First base? <laughs> Second base? Uh, DH. Probably DH. 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 Bullpen mop-up. Maybe some first base. Role player. <laughs> Off he the played bench. first for the Mets. So I think playing first again. Waterboy. I hope I hope base coach. I forgot to tell you. I hope what they do with what you said and just fucking run uh this at the at first base. Just just like let him let him learn. Let him learn the game. Flip flop, that'd be nice. Look at Julio. Julio went from playing really terrible to playing great. Like just let him learn. Maybe that's the way. Bring up these young kids. I just love when the thought of Julio Rodriguez just comes back to my brain. It's like, ah, we got Julio Rodriguez exists in baseball. It's great. Is that's the blueprint, right? Yeah, he's got to bring him up. that That would be a sick nickname. That would be a sick nickname if they called Julio Rodriguez the blueprint. Doesn't he have a nickname right now? I'm gonna pitch that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna pitch that to him. We gotta wait. Yeah, we, we gotta, gotta wait till Papa someone does Julio something big. In the blueprint. <laughs> Go ahead, Papa Julio. That's right. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think people call him Papa Julio. I think that's our thing. Yeah. I thought like there he had a nickname that people call him. He does, but I'm just, just right now. Big homie J. <laughs> what do they call him? J Rod. J Rod. Oh, J Rod. Yeah, J Rod. But come on, we got an A Rod. Well, we got two of those A Rod guys. That's yeah, crazy J-Rod. shit. <laughs> that's what the is. We had K Rod at one point, so we got to. Yo, that speaking too. of K Rod, like, do you think anybody votes for him? I'm seeing nobody vote for him to get in the Hall of Fame. What is going on, bro? He's a I'm Hall of Famer. It. I'm telling you, vote yeah. for him. Matty Ramirez should be in there too. Like, this dude had the steamy glasses striking dudes out. Like this, like this dude. Like what? I was actually he beating his wife too. He said he's no, beating his wife. Was it? I think so. He said he's beating his wife. Is that what he said? I, I, I may have forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, unless I forgot about that. <laughs> that's a Bauer stat. I don't know right if that's going to get him into the Hall of Fame. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> case got dropped. I tell you one thing though, I was listening to the Firehead, uh, Hothead Fireballer K Rod once beat his girlfriend so badly she had to be hospitalized. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Oh, I remember wow. being in school and seeing that on the on um um my math teacher's fucking newspaper. That probably so that so be why, that <laughs> that's such be, a deep that memory. Is, 
That is so specific. <laughs> he probably all, all the traumas, the date. All, all the traumas of like abusers just just stack up somewhere in the list <laughs> referee in my head. Yo, you know what I did? Like, yo, I forgot about that. Never mind, yo. Never mind. Um, keep him out. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's, maybe why, that's why he's not in. Yeah, that could be it. I don't I don't blame them. But you know what I will say like is I did see uh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose was the first person in Ohio Bro. to make a sport a mobile sports bet. First person to make a mobile sports bet, and he put he put a hundred dollars like, on the Reds to win the World Series. Winning the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> That would be the first bet. That is ridiculous. Like the fur, the first bet ever made is a losing one. Ooh. <laughs> Welcome to Ohio. Nah, they win the World Series. I'm, I'll be damned. Imagine they do it. How much would he make? Like a hundred bands? Bro, a hundred dollars on that bet is probably like fucking forty billion bucks. <laughs> you know. What I mean? <laughs> Dude, what are their if, odds? Their odds have to be. Bro, I believe in the Reds, like, the least in the whole league. Like, I believe the Pirates have a better shot than the Reds this year, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, agree with that. I, yeah. I agree with that, too. I mean, Pirates got O'Neal Cruz. Like, he's – I like that dude. He's nice. All right, let me me, let me pick a worse nice. team. I feel like the Tigers got Ace? a better shot than the Reds. Kansas City. Eh, yeah. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> The Reds are 30th on my list every year until they actually do something great. The national they got Hunter Green behind them. But that's all. That's Hunter. it. Damn, Colorado Rockies. Mm. But they, they had a lot of they – got, they got the altitude. You never know. They could just be a sneaky little team right there. Joey Gallo was the most winningest player last year. Between the Yankees and the Dodgers, but that also brings up, of course, to me with what Wolfie said about the rules and everything. It makes me wonder, right? We think dudes like Rizzo, dudes like Olson, dudes like Gallo are going to do a lot better with the banning of the shift, right? I think about the other side. What about the dudes who come to the plate have outstanding back control, like Freeman, like McNeil? What do they do next year? How do they strategize? Do they do worse or do they do better? That's a great question. I think personally um, it affects more righties than it does lefties only because obviously there's more righties than there are lefties in the league. And if you see a lot of these righties that play, a lot of them are pretty much all pull headers. So to see how the shift is going to work, like obviously – they got rid of like having what is it like three to four players on one side of the fucking. I think it has to be two on one side, two on the other, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And you, and can't, you go, can't, can't go to the grass. Like you have to stay in the dirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So regardless, they're still gonna have their own shift. It's just not gonna be as complicated as it used before. So, you know, they're still gonna work their way around having to work with these certain hitters that they already know that project to hit or like towards third, so who's, who's ever is on third and short, you're going to, you know, move more adjusted to that side of the spectrum and vice versa with lefties. But as much as everybody is talking about um, it working for lefties, I think it might also be a setback and be worse for righties than it is for lefties. 
I mean, for me, I I think it's just all the way back to the basics. You just learn to slap that ball right up the fucking middle again. I mean, I'm glad all this shit is over. Because, like, for me, I'm just, I'm tired of seeing all that crazy shit in the outfield. I mean, it's fun making fun of Joey Gallo, you know, when they have literally the whole entire population of of their team on one side of the field and the whole entire side of the field is empty and you still can't hit or bunt to that empty side of the field. It is pretty funny, but... At the end of the day, you know, we're going to see a lot more hits. I think this is going to benefit guys like McNeil and Freeman more um, because the middle can't really be taken away from them because if you have to leave two people on each side of the field and you put someone in the middle, you're going to leave a humongous fucking hole either down the line or down the middle of that side of the field. So, J.D. Martinez is going to have another breakout year, remember I said this, because he has one of the worst shifts in baseball. J.D. Martinez, you said? Oh yeah, they shift him. He's one of the like one of the few players. Well, I don't want to say few, but somewhere within the, the spectrum of few and medium, that they shift him up the middle because he hits everything up the fucking middle. Oh wow, jeez, that's that. No, I I agree with what both of you guys said so far. If anything, I think it's gonna benefit these guys. I think someone like McNeil, at least for example, he's like so contact oriented. I mean, he's not, like, a Freeman who actually does hit, like, another, like, 30 home runs a year over, like, what McNeil does. So, I think he'll be fine. Um, I think it'll actually benefit some of these guys. If anything, like, someone with McNeil, maybe if, if it does not benefit him, it'll only be for, like, a month or two just to get used to the old way. Um, the one thing I'm really curious about, though, to see with two guys being on each side of the infield, are we going to see a lot more web gems? Are we going to see a lot more diving plays because guys aren't necessarily set up for the ball? So if guys are hitting it more to the gaps, those guys aren't, you know, right there. I mean, think about how many times guys hit it to the second baseman. The second baseman is right in the outfield doesn't have to move. Now all of a sudden he's in the infield 90 feet closer and he has to make that diving play. That's what I'm excited to see. We might actually be, like, seeing, like, guys that are, like, more useful because their glove's so good. Been bringing that back again yeah. too, other than just the bats being hot. But also, I think we're we're gonna see how bad a lot of these infielders. Are. <laughs> that too, yeah, that's also the counter True. too. Exactly. <laughs> we're gonna see a lot of injuries just because of them having to lay out, put in more effort, and whatnot. Be- or we might not see them go. Um, <laughs> we might not see them go as crazy playing defense than we expect. But who knows? Do you think guys might try to hit contact more now and stay away from power because they think they're not getting screwed with the shift as much? I think we'll see a lot of, I I think we'll see a lot of contact in the beginning of the year. People enjoying that there's no shift, like, you know, Bellinger, Gallo, guys like that. They'll be spamming like weaker hits, trying to, you know, get their average up. And then once they finally get into a confident groove, because I, I think that's the biggest thing is it's going to be confidence. Because if you give a guy like Joey Gallo or Cody Bellinger their confidence back, yeah, Twins and Cubs, man, they are going to be two sleeper teams this year. I'm calling it. Joey Gallo is going to be the savior of the Minnesota Twins. Joey Gallo is going to be the savior of the Minnesota Twins. Okay. No Christian shit, are you kidding me? This guy is going to be a monster. Christian Yelich is going to be a monster. Maybe. Dude, Juan I tell you Soto, one thing, though. Is that that Juan Soto, he, he hit a lot crazy. into the shift this year. Juan Soto did. Dude, think about how much of a potential, though, this has, though, to, like, 
Because, I mean, personally, I think it's going to be maybe like a 10-point average here or there. Like, guys, like, some guy hit like 250, maybe hits 260 or something like that. I don't think it's going to be too drastic. But imagine if it is drastic. Imagine all of a sudden you have a guy like Yelich that went from like 230 to like 300 again. You have a guy like fucking Vogelback that can hit like 270 again because he's not in the shift. Like, I'm not saying he's going to get double, he's slow, but... Um, and then all of a sudden, imagine like a downside, like you said, Devontae. Imagine all of a sudden like a guy like Pete where he's hitting like 270, 280-ish. Now all of a sudden he hits 250. Like, dude, there could, there could be potential for a drastic change. I don't know if there's going to be, but I can't wait to see that, man. That's going to be huge. Well, what do you think, Chris? You're the one that, that asked the question. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I'm going to just do my take anyway because, you know, we'll have to cut it no, out. Oh, yeah, anyway. go ahead. I think, honestly, for guys like Freeman, guys like McNeil, you know, no, I think I think even though it opens up a little bit more space on the on, on the right field, I think, you know, not having that ability to go opposite field is, is probably going to be a little bit of adjustment. Yeah, they'll probably just adjust to go to the middle. I just think it's going to be like – it's going to be interesting to see who adjusts, who pivots quicker, who adapts quicker. I think that's the biggest thing that, like, I'm most excited to see is, like, what players are, like, you know, what – even the, even just the strategies. Like, do we see the out – do we see the infielders – Maybe like once the pitch is thrown, do we see them take a couple steps back against a couple people into the grass? Like, is that allowed? Like, what's gonna, you know what I mean? Like the pitch count. Like, I just think, I think there's has to be adjustments for That's those guys fun. because those guys hit so good against the shift compared to the other players. It's just like that advantage that they once had. Does it become more? Does everyone become more equal? In a sense, like, does Joey Gallo become, just like you said, does he become as good of a hitter, you know, as, as fucking, um, you know, as McNeil or not saying he's going to, but it's, I feel like it's, it's going to be an adjustment for everybody. Pitchers, any position you play, it's going to be adjustment besides, I mean, even the DH is an adjustment. You got to still adjust to the pitch count or not pitch count, but the, the timer, the, there's the shift, the two abilities to throw over it's all gonna be crazy especially in long at bats like what about dudes who go into long at bats like soto soto's known to have long pitch counts right what if xandar is you know whoever leads off is on first base and you know soda's at bat and he brings them to 12 pitches but you already threw over twice now that dude can throw can can get a big ass lead off of first base because you can't throw over again because you can only throw over twice in in an at bat so guys who can have good back control and, and can run up big uh, pitch counts, I feel like those guys are going to be really beneficial because their base runners are going to have big advantages to steal more bases. I think what makes the shift so interesting and also complicated for next year is how MLB will determine what baseballs to be used. Because imagine they start off the season with all these dead balls, and then they progress with, like, the golden eggs and the flip-flop. And that's what's going to play a big-ass role. I wish they'd leave the balls alone. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, like, nice. I have my balls. I'm just, glad, I'm just glad that when it comes down to it, these Goldilocks balls that they're calling them were found in New York. And during Judge's home run, 
breaking season because that makes me happy with our season last year. <laughs> what are, like, what like, are you trying to say, Chris? Like, one, the Yankees didn't win the World Series. Two, that report came out. I'm like, hey, we had a better season than the than the Yankees had now at this point, right? <laughs> like, no, sc- <laughs> no scandal. <laughs> We're scandalous. I mean, we saw how bad they did with the dead balls, too, which is crazy. That horrible streak they went on. Mm-hmm. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. But speaking of the Twins, man, Carlos Correa finally has signed a contract, and it's finally official. So he signed with the Giants for a lot of money, a lot of money. But the Giants, they backed out fast. There was no drama whatsoever with that. Why? Because Steve Cohen thought he had the biggest balls in the universe, and he went and signed Carlos Correa for a similar deal, just a little bit less money, I think $40 million less than what he was going to get in San Fran. But then, hey... I don't know what the Mets were thinking. If something popped on the Giants physical, why wouldn't it pop on the Mets physical? It popped on the Mets physical, and then it all fell apart. But the Twins were just like, we don't give a fuck. And the Twins now have Carlos Correa yet again. I feel like, I as the Twins, they're shameless as shit. I'm just going to say it. The Minnesota Twins are absolutely shameless because last year, I think they were his last option. And this year, they were his super last option because he signed with two teams or agreed to two teams and still ended up with the Twins. I don't know, but they're shameless. I'm here for it. Like, the Twins are just hilarious to me. It's a flex. He got cojones. Like, he's really letting his nuts hang. And everything goes goes through. It's $270 million, bro. That's fucking... How many years? Six years or was it eight? Six. Six. That's about four, like almost, isn't it like forty-five million a year, some shit like that? If it's two seven, I, like, well, I think it's, I think it's two hundred, but incentives bring it up to two seventy. But it's basically two seventy. I think yeah. it's basically like you have to play. Yeah. Like, that's incentives. That's a lot, bro. Like he just ran away with that bag. Like he said, he he wanted to go to you go into the Dior shop, you're looking for whatever you want to look for. Uh, uh, if you don't got it, you don't got it. So Went to the Dior shop and picked up the broken necklace and fucking put it down. And then the Mets yeah. picked it up and then put it down. And the Twins were like, I don't give a shit. By the way, you're right. That is, if he does hit the 270 incentive and does that and gets the 270 for six years, then it's 45 mil. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty. Is he worth that much? Fuck yeah. No. Yeah. But then again, what? I would have known. Yes. $45 million? Damn. Carlos Correa, yo, this twin. What's team, Judge? Man. What's Judge getting? Yo, run, I, I run back. He's... Run back. What Wolf said about Correa when he was a Met. Like, let's see. <laughs> Correa was the goat. He got one of the- oh, dude, I was excited, but that's dude. We were paying him like twenty nine mil a year. This is almost double that. Like, oh, not almost. Alright, fifty. Numbers, you know what I mean. Yeah, you made my brain just collapse just now. <laughs> I was like, it's only to... nine mil more here than double. Part. You know what I mean. But still, that's a lot, man. It's like sixteen mil more. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. Carlos Correa is not a Met. How do you feel about that? It is. Um, I I all admit it's better now. 
I kind of saw this coming like a week ago. It does suck. Um, like, I really wanted him, I guess, the, just to look on the bright side, though. Like, it was a long fucking contract. I think it was a 13-year contract or 12 or whatever the hell we were going to offer him. And considering that, I kind of, the one thing that actually does make me feel better is the Giants backed out as well. We took a lot longer, and coming in to swoop them and not working out was more embarrassing. But the fact that two teams backed out of a $300-plus million contract for over 10 years for them is making me wonder if something had to be wrong, especially on our side. The fact that we went after a team, or him knowing there was a problem, and even we were like, whoa, fuck that. Dude, like, <laughs> his leg must be about to fall off. I swear, like, it's got to be that crazy. His leg is about like a twist. Plus, with what Steve Cohen's done all this year with Verlander and Senga and Nimmo with those contracts, clearly he wants to spend money. So I don't think it was actually a money issue. Like, dude, there had to be something wrong. I'm dying to hear what the actual, like, like, real report is. I don't know. Dude, he's had a prosthetic leg this whole fucking time. Yeah, like, the HIPAA oath, like, probably will like, you'll never hear about it. But, like, I would just love to hear the inside. He has arthritis on his knees. Plus, at the same time, too, this also, like, I kind of say this actually in a selfish way, but, like, next year, if we have free agency, like, we can actually now have another position open to get someone. Like, we're not locked down. Like, we can get a man in shot over now instead of just Correa. Yo, if Manny Machado goes to the Mets, I'm just done. <laughs> like, I'm just done. Dude, I think I think this works out for the Mets because now that they don't have to pay him, that that plays a big role. And now that you know we're gonna secure Otani son at the trade deadline, yeah. and then we're gonna use some of that three hundred million, and you'll be like, we have another two hundred million here for you, five hundred million. He's gonna be like, oh my god. Oh my I god, think this no. gives the incentive to the trade deadline to have be more aggressive than <laughs> than you would have. No, man. I mean, Carla, he would have finished off your guys' lineups. Like, what are you guys going to do now? Is Brett Beatty the answer? No, you're not Escobar. This is how I see it. And if if you're the Mets, what would you do with this? Say you you have Brett Beatty, Francisco, and Vientos. (laughs) Nah, I'm confused. You know, Escobar for what's the other Escobar we have? Eduardo. Bro, you said you know. I was like, God damn, what? You know Escobar? Wow. Yo, all the confidence. Bro, he had a season with the Nationals and just didn't come back to the majors. That was it. That's a throwback. Damn. He was like 31 and he went to the Nats and died. Something like that. That's a throwback. For you know, though. (laughs) But uh, I I don't know, man. This, This Twins lineup, it's like. It's it, Correa, Buxton, Gallo. Damn, who else do they have? Oh, they got that one. Sanchez. Say, huh? That uh, Arroyo. Is Sanchez a free agent? Yeah. No, uh, Arroyo. Ar- Ar- oh, yeah. Ar- Arise or whatever it is. Arise, Arise. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So they have a really cool lineup. You know, if they if they all wake up on the right side of the bed every day, I, they could win some games. Well, here's my thing then. I if just... Buxton is healthy, they're going to have a good playoff run. The... Buxton was healthy last year, and he just did a whole lot of nothing. That was so underwhelming. Right? I thought he got hurt halfway through the season. Didn't he, he got hurt for like a two weeks, and then he came back and just continued to do nothing. He stole like five bases all year, hit like two twenty. I thought he or something. was halfway through the season. You know, it's so funny. Actually, I just realized that the Twins are just getting the Yankees scraps like two years in a row. But by the way, the reason why I actually think now – I actually now more am on the Guardians bandwagon going into this year after looking at this. Think about the Twins. 
They only got Correa back. They swapped Gary Sanchez for Christian Vasquez. And they swapped Gio Urshela for Joey Gallo. And that's it. That's all they did this offseason. Well, Joey Gallo is going to be monstrously better than Gio Urshela. And Vasquez is way better than Gary Sanchez. Right. Plus, plus uh, they already I mean, got Rapport, too. Rocco and Vasquez have a fucking, you know, they played together. So, I don't, I, Let's just say this. I don't think it's going to put them in first place and or in the wild card. Dude, World Series. Joey Gallo, bro, I'm Joey Gallo is the savior in Minnesota, bro. He is the Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Twins. Besides, they didn't resign their best player from last year, which was Chris Archer. Wait, they resigned him? No, I said they didn't. That's why they're gonna lose, and he's still free. Oh yeah, back then it's World Series bound for sure. But the Yankees, so the Yankees signed Carlos Rodon. That is sweet, dude. That is sweet. They have like one of the best rotations in baseball. Cole, Rodon, Cortez, Sevi, and uh, who's their fifth? I'm forgetting. I don't know. I don't. You really consider Montas? Montas? No, no, no. I still do that. Gives up three home runs. Bro, Montas. That is pretty sad. Sixty-five ERA. I do do like their lineup, but I don't like their lineup. It's not going to be good. They're not going to be good. Yeah, I don't like their lineup, but their rotation is pretty fucking nasty, in my opinion. Or has the potential to be nasty. I think it is nasty. I'm I'm just saying, like, I think Garrett Cole being around guys like Rodon and shit again, like, it's going to make him competitive and not... I don't know, he was turning into, like, that, like, like, that rich white kid that you hate that lives up the block. Like, he was turning into that. I think, like, you need Garrett Cole to just be a dog. Not not yeah. that preppy rich white kid that's just you know nah, just making is, little. Kermit Cole is never gonna be the he same. Had, He's never gonna be the same without Spike. He also just had his second kid. Like this dude's not getting no sleep. The Yankees aren't gonna be good next year. <laughs> Come on, now. you can make the energy. They have four to like at one but point rotation. Frankie Montas as your number five is wicked. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'll give the guy a good stat. Yeah, but but he's going to be they so good. Nah. They just gave up the best closer. Montas was the ace for the A's. Sevy was an ace at one point. Cole's their ace. And Rodon was the ace of the Giants. They have four at one point aces. Yeah, but. That's like really fucking good. Yeah. But, but... I also don't know if their health is going to be. Is Nestor going to repeat? Sure. Is Sevy going to last? Is. You know, Cole and Rodon, are they going to be healthy all year? Rodon's actually had years where he barely pitched. So we don't know. I don't think Nestor's going to be the molester next year. I think he's going to be the molester. They also have to go. I I don't know. I'm curious. I don't think he'd do it again. What were you going to say, Chris? They also have to go through the the Blue Jays this year, and I think the Blue Jays have just as equal of a pitching staff and a better lineup. So – Nah, but I don't think the yeah, think they, got, they got Manoa, Gosman. They got Manoa, Gosman, Barrios, uh, Bassett, and uh, Ryu. And Ryu is going to come back halfway through the year, so it'll be Kikuchi and then Ryu. Let's Wait, say that again. So they have Manoa. Right, so, so they got Manoa, Manoa, Gosman, Bassett, and Barrios. And Barrios, I mean, if he can get it together, that's no way best. is that rotation better than the Yankees. No way. Uh, let's just say this. Not, it's not, not saying... far behind, but it's not like 
because Barrios just never freaking puts it together. Yeah, I don't but know here's why. Like, what's wrong with him? We're talking about on on paper though. Like, I mean, two years ago, Kikuchi was was really good, and Ryu was really good two years ago. So, I mean. They also have a better lineup than the Yankees. Like nobody's scared of the Yankees. Like they could go out and spend all the money they want. They're they're not going to win. Rizzo the better hit, or his dog is going to get kicked. I don't think I'm putting. One Yankees thing, one thing that really hurt this year was losing to Oscar Hernandez. That really hurt. They never replaced. They basically replaced him with Kevin Kiermaier, who hits like 200, and they lost Maurice well, Cordial Jr. Just don't forget that they, they made these moves so that Espinal could be in the lineup because they had a situation last year where they couldn't even really play Espinal, and Espinal is wicked talent. I, I love that kid. Like Espinal is like really, really good with the bat, but they couldn't really put him anywhere because there was really nowhere to put him. So they they did – I mean, I think they overdid it by trading Teoscar and Gurriel, but they needed to free up some space to get Espinal in the lineup. <clears throat> the one thing, Chris, though, you are right, because I actually think I said it when we first started doing the show, is that I'm actually surprised, though, even from last year's standards, that the Blue Jays just weren't better. Like, with all what they had, like, how are they not a better team? It just I'm telling you, it was better. just a bunch of righties. Dude, like, they had Springer, Vlad, Jet, yeah, Oscar, Kirk, Guriel. Like, how are they, like, not a 90-win 95 went to their best. Like you just said their staff, like, dude, their staff. Yeah, I think their stadium plays a role. They also, because they did bad at home than they did away, they did way better away. They're making their bullpen, dude. They gave up seven runs in the playoffs in the ninth inning. They're also making like little moves that are really good, too. Like, picking up Brandon Belt, who's a lefty, picking up the dude from the Diamondbacks, uh, Bar Show. They just they traded for him. So, oh, you know, yeah, but you know, they gave, you know, they gave away course. their they gave away their top catching prospect, and they gave away Guriel for that though. Yeah, but don't they have They're trying to win it all still? So it's like Kirk and Jansen are holding it down back there though. Yeah, uh, but, but it's what, like you I completely forgot about Marshall. I'll give you that. But it's like what's up? What moves are? What are they? Why are they making all these moves though? Other than trying to get somebody in the lineup, like got to be a bigger move coming, right? Like are they freeing up space, like? You know, something's gonna happen. They really they do it. Sure they better. They better go out and do it because we can't see the fucking Yankees win the the division this year. Like, I don't want to see that shit happen. At all. And I, I just think it what, it 20, really sucks that the Orioles. Twenty years in The a Orioles row. didn't do anything. Yeah, after it. Could. Like I don't, I don't understand it. Like you said, like. Last year, the Orioles were like, you know what? Like, it was just out of nowhere, too. They were like, you know what? We're done tanking. We're putting all the young guys in. We're going to win some games. And it's finally going to be lit in Baltimore. And then by the end of the year, they're, like, parading and just like, woo, we're a good team now. We didn't make the playoffs. But, you know, Baltimore, we're to be taken seriously. And then they come into the offseason, and they're like, yeah, we're going to go, and we're going to be aggressive. And they signed Daniel Gibson. Uh, Michael Gibson, yeah. Michael Gibson. Whatever his name is. <laughs> and Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson? Yeah. 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 We actually went both together. <laughs> Daniel Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibbons and, Mike, and, and Michael Gibson. <laughs> I feel like Daniel Gibson no, is a uh, basketball player for the Cavs. Like Mikael Bridges. But that's what I'm saying. You know, the Orioles, they <laughs> just... 
They didn't do it. It was disappointing. <laughs> and what's dumb about that too is that, like, especially with the rookies they have up, considering both of them played last year. Like, if you sign, like, say, like a couple pitchers or like even a couple position players, like four plus your contract in a year to two or three years, you'll have those players already, and then your rookies will be good to go. Like, is they'll already be like two or three years in the league and have experience. So it's like, are you waiting until like you see more from like? Like, what are they going to do? Like, go to the deadline and, like, maybe add a couple more pieces and be like, oh, we're getting right there each way. Like, it's like, bro, just make the leap. Like, stop, like, taking baby steps. It's ridiculous. Nice. Tell them. <laughs> Tell them. You got Tell that. Tell how you really feel. And then, oh, dude, it's, it's, dude, they were five games behind in the wild card. Like, even if they just made the wild card, so what? Like, they have Adley. They have Gunner. Like... Like they could have easily overpaid for like Trey Turner. Like you're telling me they couldn't give it's give so like they couldn't like lure Trey Turner into Baltimore. He already loves the area. They should get Trevor Bauer. To Baltimore nah. would be nuts. Nah. But yo, if you go and you look up, go and look up the Tampa Bay Rays depth chart, and go to the the fan graphs link. I think it's the third one there. And then you'll notice that the first, like, four guys on that list, Yandy Diaz, Wander Franco, Randy Rosarena, and Brandon Lowe, Lau, whatever, they all have the word and in their name. Wow. Yeah, It's just like Great. and? Boy, oh, boy. And? And that's exactly how I feel about the Tampa Bay Rays. And? Because honestly, I just feel like if the Rays keep making the playoffs, it's just robbery of fan bases, bro. Because they don't show up. Like, the fans don't show up. No one cares. They don't care about their stadium. It's gross every year. Like, I don't know. I feel like that little dome could be cool if they worked on it. So, quick question. Do you think... um, Dang, I just forgot his name. Uh, The shortstop for the Rays. Oh, Wanda Franco? Yes. Do you think he's a top fifty player in baseball? Fifty. Top fifty. Yeah. I don't think he. Is. I don't think top. 50. But I, I saw this on a, on a Twitter thread, and I'm like, I don't think he's. Top no. 50. He, he has the potential. Potential, yeah. But... Potential. I would say he's like top seventy-ish. He's on the wrong 70, team. Maybe. Top I don't know. Top. Like, I don't even know. Maybe more I than that. Know. They stole. Name, that name the. They stole that boy. Like they did name the shortstops better than him. Uh, you got Bogarts at number one. Bogarts, Bogarts Trey, Correa. Technically, Tatis is a shortstop. We're doing that, I guess. Correa. You said Correa. Correa, yeah. Um, Squirtle. CJ Abrams. I'm trying to think of, like, shortstops. He made some I'll tell you, CJ Abrams is solidify himself. To be game. honest, Bo Bichette is probably better than him, technically, at this point. Bo Bichette, definitely. Uh, definitely is. I want to go so that I'm far. I'm trying to think of, like, who shortstops. Tim Anderson. I mean, that's uh, if we're talking top ten shortstops, he's definitely top ten shortstop. I'm talking top players in general because you got to think about pitchers too. If we're talking Corey Seager. Yeah, Simeon. If I'll he's second, like, he's second base. Just because of what he's been doing in the playoffs and that crazy ass run. I'm trying to think of like um, and they won. Ahmed Rosario is better. No, I'm kidding. Dansby Swanson. Okay. I mean, he last year close. he was. He, he did good last year. Did you guys say Jeremy Pena yet? I think that's better. No, I like Wonder Franco. I just don't like, dude. If we're talking like 
there's so many players. Like just, I just don't even like if you the take Rays, the top man. best player for each team, there's thirty right there. Like, yeah. So my I mean, my point is my point is you just we just named what twelve people better than him, right? So you times that by nine, yeah. that's seventy two. So he's not even in the top seventy. He's like at least seventy five. He's not even well, the best no, player. No, 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 dude. I said he like, might. What's the show? He's not even the best player. I said he barely <laughs> makes the top hundred. After I said that, no, he I'm might just, not even be yeah. top seventy five. Like we just disqualified. No, no, it's him. just the Rays. Like I can't, I can't. It's like he's on the Rays. I can't get excited. Like if he was like a Cleveland Indian, I would be like, Wander Franco, yeah. But it's just he's a Ray. It's just like, dude, if he was like a Yankee, can he be traded? Is that a he would be a good? He would be good Red Sox. Dude, if he was like a Dodger or like a Yankee or like anywhere popular, like oh, he'd be one say, of the biggest names in baseball. He, absolutely. If he was in the Yankees, of course he'd be. Dude, and if he was a Yankee, he would ball too. I have a feeling like he'd be so nah. good there. In that small ass field, come on, oh, dude, good defense. Oh, let's not put this out there so the Yankees yeah, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. steal from the Rays. So they basically, dude, so they like signed the Rays signed him for eleven years and one hundred and eighty-two million. Um, which was sixteen million per year. I feel like they just hit him up and they were like, "Yo." Yo, we're going to offer him this contract. If he says yes, fuck it. If he says no, that's it. He don't got no more money for him. Hey, man, 11 years, 16 million per. How do you feel about that, dog? And he was like, yeah. And they were like. Well, you got to say it in Spanish now. You got to say it in Spanish now. And it's all that to the Mingana, yo, tiro a momento. I mean, no, I'm just playing. I don't know how to speak Spanish. But. <laughs> <laughs> he said 116 million. He said, ¿cuánto se hace en español? 116 millones. Diablo. Which means, damn, that's a lot of fucking money. But that's still not a lot of money. Right. He probably, he probably, <laughs> he was just like, hell yeah, let's take that shit. And not even counting, like, how much it's going to be every year. But they, they stole that money. <laughs> Sooner or later, you're going to probably have him complain about it, just like fucking Acuna is complaining that he got underpaid. Oh, yeah, whatever happened with that? <laughs> he just, like, argued about it, and that was it. They like shut yeah. him up. They gave him some fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. What if like what if they're working on trading Acuna on the low? No. Dude, that team did jack shit. shit. Is that possible? Trade him to the Red Sox. Trade for Seabro. <laughs> Every uh, day we're up here like to the Red Sox. Bro, we're back in it. We're back in it. I got a little little tiny oh glimmer of hope, God. baby. You see the numbers he has against the Red Sox. They're the best team. Like, Rivals. By the way, it'll be between the you Red guys want to hear the wildest good. thing this year just to show you how fucking cheap the Atlanta Braves are, in my opinion. I understand they're good, but it doesn't mean they're not cheap. Saxby's team spent almost double what the Atlanta Braves spent this offseason. Because we coming back, it's sign, baby. It's sign, everybody, I right? told Dude, you, bro. This is what the Braves did. They signed Jesse Chavez for one year, 1.2 mil. Uh... Ahiri Adrizana for one year, one mil. That's 2.2. Nick Anderson for one year, 875,000. Jackson Stevens for one year, 740,000. So that's not even 4 million in players they signed this offseason. I think they ran yeah, away. Yeah, but they also, with, they also, everybody that they resigned, especially. They also traded for Murphy and gave him a dirt contract, too. They were like, yeah, come take out That's what I'm out. saying. Like, I, <laughs> like all, come all, on, all my point is they just, they're just, there's, like, how are they doing? I'm it? telling like, you, there's gonna be a nasty scandal that comes out in like five to ten years that says like the Braves offered these guys like fucking just some crazy shit on top of their contract. Cause I don't get it. 
I don't get how they get away with all of these contracts. Yeah, the years and the guarantee is great, but there's just something in there that's just making them all say yes. I don't know if it's like women. It's, it's going to be something crazy, bro. I'm telling you. Like the Braves are up to no good, and we got to cancel the Atlanta Braves while we can. <laughs> and you know what drives me nuts? I got another question. So, what's up? When um, Rafael Devers signed for 330, people I saw in threads were trying to say that Austin Riley was underpaid as a comparison. <laughs> that's to, that's like, Atlanta. The, that's their business. <laughs> do you think he, I think that was a steal. Bro, Riley knew his fucking worth. Riley knew damn well if he hit yeah. free agency what he was going to make, but he decided to stay in Atlanta. That's on him. They want those cheap-ass contracts, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm insinuating that the Atlanta has, like, some crazy, like, fucking sex trafficking thing going on. I know I, did, I didn't mean that, but, like, I don't know. There's something on top of these contracts, I'm telling you, because there's no way Acuna... A superstar in this fucking league when he signed that contract sat there and thought that that was a good idea. He didn't know better. Just like Wander Franco. You gotta remember, these are Caribbean Young kids. kids. Just but see yeah, the numbers he has, like, bro, but he has Freddie Freeman kids. in his ear about to hit free agency in a couple years and like all these nah, other guys. You didn't see that he was beefing. You didn't see that he said he, he was beefing with Freddie Freeman because Freddie Freeman is the grandpa of baseball. Everything has to be like, you know, respect the game. Don't backflip the fucking backflipping for where you got these chains. Why the fuck are you chewing on seeds? Yo, imagine if Freddie Freeman was like that every fucking day that Acuna like came in and walked in the clubhouse. Freddie Freeman was just like, oh, there goes that guy again. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking chains and his fucking high socks. Fuck this guy. Oh man. So I got the down. I got down the rabbit hole with that Braves thing. By the way, just quick, just to show you how bullshit it is too. Just brought the Sean Murphy thing. That guy, Nick Anderson, they signed for not even a million dollars, right? I don't know if you guys remember him. He's the guy that... He was a big closer on the race, right? Of course. Right? Dude. All right. So, last year, he had, like... um, He was was mostly in the minors. He was, like, a 4.5. He had had Tommy John, I remember, like, twice. So, I was going to say, so the year before that, actually, when it started, he only pitched six innings at a 4.5. In 2020, he had 19 games pitched with a .5, a 0.5. Year before that, a 2.1, and the year before that, a 3.1, year before a 3.3. How is a pitcher like that getting signed for less than a million dollars? Not even just with the Braves, but anybody. Like, no one gave that guy, like, four mil, three mil. Like, even nothing, like, not even a million dollars? I don't get that. Cash. Told you, bro. Maybe I'm I think he didn't, he didn't want to test the market, especially Cash. with his injury report and saying that he might get paid less. And Here's a manila envelope really, of you know. cash. <laughs> or or they're getting like re- just straight cash. They get revenue. They could be getting like revenue share, yeah. something like that. That's a the Braves are known for cheating. I mean, remember they got stripped of all those uh, free agents and shit that one time because they fixed the the overseas free agent. I I have to recheck my history on that. But they did some crazy thing where they lost like half of their entire farm system, and they still ended up with this nasty team. I hate that. What are they getting away with? This is disgusting. Well, that was the thing. I think it actually had to do with the code here. I think it was something like tampering with the international draft or something like that or doing something. Yeah, like they, they, did the some, they did something wicked with the international free But they got to keep draft. all the players. That was the thing. It was only the GM that got suspended. And they actually just no, they the they lost No, they lost half of their – Houston got in trouble with them. Yeah, but I'm saying I think Acuna was part of that. They were able to keep him. 
But Damn, I'm saying their GM just got got suspended for life, and then he actually just got reinstated like a couple days ago. You're such a really? grinder as a farmer, dude. I respect you, bro. Damn, how did he just he just got reinstated after being banned yeah, for life? Like a couple days. But ago. Pete Rose can't be like, in the Hall of Fame. What kind of shit is that? No, no, nah, not uh, at all, man. Thanks for the letter he wrote to fucking Rob Manfred, and Rob Manfred was like. Fuck I'm gonna I'm gonna always say no to Pete Rose for the Hall of Fame, but it's non baseball reasons, <laughs> non reasons that I'll speak on the podcast. <laughs> but my biggest question to you guys here, and I know I keep saying my biggest question, but my biggest question to you guys is: out of all of the kind of minor signings, um, you know, lesser ones that didn't really hit the headlines, which one is your guys' favorite? You know, I'll be honest. I actually looked at the list before we started this. And I was like, you know what's really an underrated signing is Nathan Avaldi with the Texas Rangers. And hear me out. Oh, oh my God, God bro. Bro, like, and hear me out. Like, Nathan Avaldi is, like, not even expected to be, like, their best pitcher now that they have DeGrom. But over, the, like, the last two years, now they've added DeGrom, Nathan Martin Perez, which you guys are all a fan of, he pitched fucking crazy good last year. They have uh, Heaney they just brought in, and they have uh, Gray from last year. I, I think, I don't know if I just said that before. Jonathan so they have Gray. those five guys. Jonathan Gray. So they have those five guys in their rotation. Plus they have a couple of guys that actually pitched throughout the year, that like like Glenn Otto, you can just fill in for like a fifth role, like that's fine. But those five right there, if they're healthy, which is actually one of their bigger concerns is health, especially with Gray and DeGrom. And I guess Evaldi, too. Bro, that team actually has a solid rotation. You could make the argument they almost have the best rotation in that division if they all click right. Like Perez, Keeney, DeGrom, and Nathan. Like, And the reason why I agree with that... Nathan Evaldi is the only person suffering from fucking dead bodies. That's so gangster to say. (laughs) And I just... I agree with it because, like... Called dead bodies. Oh. The way I, the way I feel is that like the Rangers, I felt like that was the one thing that they were missing um, to compete this year was just the bridge because like for the Rangers, the most important thing for them is they need to bridge their rotation from what they got going on now to when Kumar Rocker and Lighter are in there, uh, Jack Lighter, and I think this was the perfect sign. Like you couldn't, you couldn't have signed a better pitcher. I fucking love Jack Lighter. There's a rumor that happened, I don't know, right before the show started. I don't know if you guys heard it with the Rangers. I completely forgot to fucking bring it up. There's a possible trade that might happen with the Ra- uh, the Rangers in the next couple days. Jack Leiter might actually be involved in that. They're not too sure yet. They're possibly going to get the uh, Brian Reynolds from the Pirates. Oh. So that would yo, be sweet. Pirates answer. would be, yo, do it, Pittsburgh. Because it. now you have the full rotation. Seager, Garcia... Simeon and Reynolds as your like four prime guys. It's not even including like Keem and uh, Lowe that they have. Dude, that's a solid team, man. I don't know. I wouldn't throw. I wouldn't throw that away for Brian Reynolds, though. I mean, I like Brian Reynolds. I just don't think he's worth. Yeah, but you Jack got, Leiter. You already got a good. You already I do too. Well, like I'm just saying, like throwing out names out there. But no, yeah, for sure. That would be crazy. That'd be a great spot for him, man. That would be such a good spot for him. They could use that so bad. Because you know teams are going to get bored. They're about to start trading. This is about to get even better this offseason. 
just getting slow. I think this is going to be the the next best decade for Texas as a whole, only because you know you have Nathan, who's big Texas everything. Like he's he's a native from out. Bro, all the natives just decided to come to Texas, bro. Jacob Degrom, and then now you you you're gonna have one of the arguably one of the best pitchers of the last generation, which is like that puts a trip on all their shoulders. You know, 2024 next year's off that game. They're going to host the off that game and make it to the fucking playoffs. And not for nothing, like, I listen, like, Corey Seager, I know he hit 245, but, like, a lot of our favorite hitters hit 245 or, or worse last year. Like, it was a tough year to be a hitter in the major leagues. Um, but Corey Seager, like, he, he still gave you 33 home runs, 83 RBIs. You know, his walk to strikeouts, you know, it was still decent in comparison. Um, you know, I his OPS was way down. Uh, but, you know, I, I think overall, Corey Seager is going to have a lot better of a year than he did last year. And that means it's not going to be hard to have a better year than he had. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I like what the Rangers have. I, I think they're going to be a sneaky wild card threat. I don't think anyone's beating the Astros. Um, but if, if you were to ask me where I think the West stacks up right now, um, I would probably put the Astros number one and I would put the Rangers number two. Um, yeah, I would, I would honestly take them over the Mariners right now. Cause it's, I, I still don't feel like the Mariners did enough. I feel like the Mariners just kind of rolled over and just, yeah, I mean, they got to Oscar, but there, there was a lot more to be done for Seattle and they just didn't do it. They really didn't do too much to be honest. They really didn't. It was kind of disappointing. Because, I mean, I, I don't think you can sit here and say, like, Seattle, like, like they're going to be okay with the team that they had. So they got Teoscar Hernandez. Like, they needed to fill out that hitting so much more than they did. If the Rangers weren't so far behind, I would have said they could probably compete a little bit more with the Mariners this year. I just I don't see where the Mariners go from here other than the fact that they're like, doing nothing. Like you said, they got a couple players to like add them in, but like, is that going to be enough to like? If anything, like they'll probably get in the wild card again, but like, are they going to beat the Astros, the Yankees, even the Guardians? Like, I, I don't know. They'll beat the Yankees. They actually do good against the Yankees. <laughs> they did good against the Mets last year too. By the way, should kind of like counter because you guys said you were going to talk about Evaldi too. You know, it's actually a couple underrated moves from a team that you guys actually been liking so far recently in the last couple of years. Is the Diamondbacks signed two guys? Uh, one of them I actually didn't even realize they signed, which was Evan Longoria. Um, they also signed Miguel Castro, which was a relief pitcher from the Yankees, he, and he played on the Mets the year before, who's actually pretty good. For a team that's rebuilding, those are two cheap projects because it was like three and four mil. That those guys definitely could be trade baited to deadline. To where they could like ship those guys off and just keep rebuilding, getting more prospects back. So like, if we're really going at the bottom of the barrel, like sneaky good moves, like that actually isn't too bad of moves to make. Like a one mil and three mil, or a three and a four mil deal for decent guys that you could ship. I'll take that. I think the Los Angeles Dodgers <laughs> ran away with one of the best underpaid um, headers, being JD Martinez. One, because Mookie Betts advocated for this. And if you know, you know Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez are one of the best core hitters of the Red Sox back in their days. Aside from that, he is coming back to play and be taught by his old hitting coach. And 
with the shift now being changed, I think he's really going to look like vintage JD and going to fuck baseball nice sideways. I just realized you guys actually swapped DHs. Justin Turner and JD. What a swap. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Chris, what's your your favorite uh, lesser headline move so far? I'm going to go with uh, two signings. I'm going to go with Bell and Cruz for the Guardians. I think that was what they needed. They needed home run hitters, and they got them. I think, I think they're on, you know, that's exactly what they need. That That's what they're lacking versus the Yankees. And, uh, you know, they got good good vets with experience. And, you know, it fills up the lineup. It should be got the ace. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I, yeah, it's, I think they just, that's what they need, man. I think it's good signings. Like, home run hitters, let's go. Like, what else do they need now? They got a young team. Some couple, they got their couple vets they needed. They're a team if they had a couple stars, like like a Bogarts or something like that, like or Devers and bigger name, uh, you know, like a, I'm not saying Soto would go there, but like a Soto. If they just had like a couple more big bats to give JD or uh, J Ram the protection, I think they'd be good. It's kind of like when they had Lindor there too. Like they were like so solid of a team that they got all the way to the World Series. Like they just had a couple more star uh, players on that team. They would be so fucking good. They're so close. And they have the manager already too. So it's like just keep going. Terry! So <laughs> Manager of the year again. He runs it back. Dude, so, I, I mean... i tell you one thing. Listen. That team could have used Carlos Correa. <laughs> I love, I, I love the, the Guardians. Don't get me wrong. They're probably my um, AL Central pick uh, at the moment. But I really do love the White Sox mm-hmm. move to get Andrew Benatendi. I think, like, Benatendi going to some teams, I probably would have said it was an overrated move. But him going to the White Sox, I think, really fills in that lineup. And I'm not saying he's going to fill in where Jose Abreu left. But Jose Abreu was only getting older. So I don't know how much he would have been able to give the White Sox in, in comparison to the two. So I, I don't know. I personally like Benatendi because, yeah, I mean, putting him around Eloy, Robert, you know, just filling in that lineup, Moncada, Tim Anderson. It's gonna be, it's gonna be up and down. It's gonna be a lineup that's gonna be stressful to get through if they can stay healthy. Is he the highest paid um, in in the White Sox history, or is it just as of now he's the highest paid? All right, yeah, never mind. I don't like this. <laughs> Did he get the bag like that? No, he he got a bag for that team. If I'm not mistaken, he's the. He's the highest paid throughout the whole team, but I don't know if he's the highest paid throughout their like. I'm not gonna lie, you might be like worried about that. This because I, I mean, in recent history, there's not someone I'm thinking of. Do the White Sox? They have a lot of people. The White Sox really don't sign anybody, and I'm just, I'm just realizing that now. No, because like I, I just saw the article, so it says Andrew Benatendi and the White Sox agreed to the franchise's largest contract given out. And yes. it was five years I, I and 75 million. And wow. That's fucking wild. That's wild. It's that's not be a Frank big Thomas at all. Other and then I sit here and I'm like, wow, yeah, the White Sox yeah, don't, be, they don't be out there like that in free agency. That's like no, the, the Rays. The Rays just gave out their highest contract yeah. this year. Which is, it no, it's, like, it's actually the highest free agent contract because they have the Franco one, but it's the highest one they got on the market, though. 
Like the even highest, they, they're not as cool as so technically the highest deal the, the highest deal they've ever given out in free agency. Yeah. But I'm um, so technically the White Sox are well, they give it to um fucking Zach Eflin. They gave him like four. What was that deal like two to years? Um, it was something weird. What was, this, what was their, their ace's name that he got hurt from John? Which uh, one? Uh, McC- McClanahan or uh, For the race. Uh, Glasnow? Glasnow. Is he in his last year? I don't know if it's his last year, but most likely from what the reports are is that they're most likely going to try to ship him and McClanahan. I'm actually a little surprised yeah, they, they haven't are. yet. If he doesn't... Yeah. Blasno, he's gonna go to the bright lights of the Los Angeles Angels, probably. Probably gonna go to the Yankees, to be honest. Well, that's the thing too. Just to when you bring up the Rays in general, like Glasnow and all these players, like that's why I'm a little curious of what the hell's going on with the AL East in general. Like that's why I thought you guys had kind of an underrated season because like the Red Sox can overtake the O's. They didn't do anything. The Rays didn't do anything, and they actually got rid of some guys and are possibly trading more. Like, yeah, the Yankees got some better pitching. That you, like you said, Chris, their lineup isn't great. Toronto's pretty good, but, like, you know, you guys seem to play well against them. Like, I don't know, man. Like, that division is just, like, so in a such a weird state right now. Like, I don't think the Rays are going to repeat what they've been doing the last couple of years. Yeah, me either. I think they actually have an understanding for that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I think they kind of know that, too. I think I think the Red Sox just need to suck it up and trade Seabold and just get it over with and bring in somebody to bring him over the top. Because, dude, I mean, if Sale, oh, sale comes back healthy, like... We forgot to talk about Bayo on the Red Sox. Yeah. I kind of miss Sale pitching, like, what he should be. Like, dude, he used to be one of the no, best I pitchers. I don't want baseball. him to be traded. I'm saying, like, he, he's another pitcher that we have up and coming for the Red Sox that I think he's really going to... That turned out this year as it was... Opposed to last year and all the pressure he had, I actually think he's gonna do a lot better now. Especially having worked this whole off season with Pedro Martinez and stuff like that, he's somebody to fear. Or more confidence. In so himself. what about what about the guys that are left? There's like nobody left, but there are some gems. McCutcheon, Jerickson, Profar. Ooh. Oh shit! I didn't know he was a fear. Uh, Adam Duvall's left. Uh, he's pretty We're, good. Fucking lie. Where do you guys think someone like Jerickson Profar is gonna go? Cincinnati. <laughs> no, I think he's actually gonna go to a contender. Like he's actually pretty solid of a player. He's a baller, man. Yeah. I just, I don't like. He's someone that can just fit onto pretty much any roster. That's a good point. The reason why it's hard to say too is because if he was going somewhere assured, he would go right now. I think he might just be like a late add-on. So like, I'm not saying just the Mets, but back like, to Texas. That's so I was just trying to get something or Texas. Yeah. yeah this guy has such. It's just for me, he had such an unfortunate career because he was like a number one prospect. I was hyped. I, I was like one of his biggest fans in like 2012 for no reason or 2014, whatever it was. And then all of a sudden, he just destroyed his shoulder, rolling over in bed. And then he heard it again, like stretching in the shower or some shit, or he slipped on an ice cube. I don't know. This guy had some horror tricks and profile. So he was he was the number one prospect in baseball, like mad long ago, like 2013 type shit. Um, but then he like he hurt his shoulder, and then he like actually tore it completely off the bone, rolling over in bed. 
and and then on while he was recovering, I think he slipped on it. He slipped in the shower and tore it again. So he was out for like that kind of three years. He's, he's gonna do better. And Jeez, then he's back. That's like crazy. You gotta remember, fucking. You know, um, what's his name? Salvador Why Perez do I know this shit? His ass. <laughs> Salvador Perez busted his ass on his suitcase and just like injured himself. <laughs> I feel like yeah, you know, you're right, because I'm pretty sure I had him in fantasy that year, too, and I was so fucking pissed off, dude. Like, How do you like, how the bust fuck your you ass on a suitcase? It happened in, like, March, too, so it was, like, right at the worst time. Like, it sucked. It happened, like, Oh, someone went on the DL. I forgot who it was Um, for sneezing. Hold on. Sneeze, sneezing? Yes. I don't believe you. One moment. Trying to think of weird DLs I mean Met guys have had. Yo, you know where I think Profar is going? He's going yeah, to the Cubs, Astros. Brandon Morrow. <laughs> is he taking over the spot? It was Brandon Morrow. So Brandon Morrow, he um, I guess it was like a freak accident because <clears throat> he was taking his pants off and he pulled his back. And like he sneezed and pulled his back. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'm not. Christ. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie though. Like, I've definitely like one time I I went to pick up a piece of paper and I fucking pulled my back. So I'm not even hating on that dude. Okay, all right. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna name a team, and you guys all have to give me a grade, not of the off season, but of where they're at currently, A to F. And you just got to give me your honest grade that you could think of off the top of your head. Organic reactions. Ready? So what the fuck is E? E for everyone? No. A, no I, who, who's going to rate anyone in don't E? don't know what grade. I mean, you said A through F, so. <laughs> e, wait, E for empty? <laughs> no, fuck that. No, A through F. What the hell? You get an E in school? What is it? E? Effort? Extra credit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good idea. Just All right, know. so Ready? There you go. New York Yankees. A. C plus. B minus. C, A. C plus. Wow. You yeah, said B-. I like the A. C minus. I give him a C. Yeah. No, no. I'm B-. going. C-. I'm going B. I'll go B plus actually. I'm A B plus. Because they need to do a lot better with their hitting. Because I don't know. Aaron, it's, gonna, it's gonna be a whole. Exactly. It's gonna be nasty. Yeah, you know, I, I, you're right. I'll, I'll give them a B. Hitters. I'll guess. Still give them a B plus though. I think they're still like. All right, Boston All right, Red so Sox. It's, it's, we we read them in C plus. A D. A D for these notes. A D. A D. A D. I'll, I'll give it a C plus. I'm going D plus. <laughs> these notes, C plus. <laughs> they just they didn't sign Bogarts. Stories hurt. They got a bunch of oldies. D. Yeah, no, that Trevor story again hurt is just like such a Red Sox thing at this moment. But all right, Toronto Blue Jays. B plus. B minus. I'm gonna go B, just a straight B, just a straight. B. I'm going A minus. And the wow. reason I'm going A minus is because I think like just another year of Vladdy. I think Vladdy's gonna just be that much better this year, and I think it's gonna Vladdy propel them. I think it's. Play. I think it's definitely gonna propel them. All right. Tampa Bay Rays. 
I'm gonna go C. C minus. Just because, as much as I want to give them a D, because they don't do anything, they never do, and they're always good. So I'm just gonna go C. C minus. Chris? C plus. C plus. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go C plus as well because it's like they still got talent everywhere. You know, it's it's the Rays. They still got their talent. You just don't know. It's like what Wolf said. It's just you know they're they're good. So it's just C for exactly. consistent. C plus. Yeah. C's get your degree. C for C's consistent. Get your there you C. go. And that plus because you know they like somehow could make the playoffs. So it's just there you go. C for can we get them a new fucking stadium and fan base, please? Okay. Um, Baltimore Orioles. D. I give a shit. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go D. I want I, as much as I'd like to lean F. I'm just gonna go D. I go straight C because I think that even at a C, they're still better than probably I'd say eight teams off the top of my head. Are you gonna say the Red Sox? <laughs> yeah, I'm going C as well, just because like they're gonna have more prospects coming up. So I think by default they'll be in a position where they could win if they want to again, like they did last year. With the rookie of the year. Yeah. You ain't getting better, you're getting worse. Say that again? You're not getting better, you're getting worse. They're the Orioles? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think at the same time, like, did they, like, obviously, you know, you want to go out and have a good free agency in the position that they're in. But did they really have to, though? That's the, that's the whole thing. Because, like, they, they did get, like, they're going to have more younger guys. Like, they're going to have Grayson. They're going to have they're gonna have a lot more than, than what they did they had last year. You know what it is, though? Is, and I, I know I'm being a little harsh. I guess it's that I see, like, a team like the Mariners or even the Phillies. The Phillies are a different sorts. They spent money. But even, like, the Mariners – where they have these prospects coming up and they got to the playoffs and, like, they got – I mean, the Mariners got passed around. So, I see, like, with the Orioles, when you're only, like, three to four games out and you have some of the top prospect rookies that actually are already doing well, like, just add on a couple more pieces, try to at least get in the playoffs, get them some experience. Who knows what could happen? Once you get in, you get in, man. You never know. So, I just – I feel like I mean, what's the way? They did get It's the, not like they're saving money. Being, like – they just they, they get... just got that first baseman from the Royals Who? for cash. <laughs> His name's uh Ryan O'Hearn. They traded oh, right, for yeah, cash. Right. Jesus, oh, that sounds like an Orioles ass name. Like that sounds like Same a player that played. Probably. He like used to like he had like a couple good stretches. Like, I mean, like a month or two, but like. Yeah, that's random. I didn't know that. Anyway. All right, so Kansas City Royals. F. Just F. That's the first F. They They're so trash. They don't do anything. Bobby, like, they have some decent prospects, but, like, dude, they're, like, they're just, ugh, there's no future for them. F. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I looked, I just looked at their depth chart. I'm going F. I'm going D-. Like, I went like that one day. Pascalino Cutter that came up or whatever his name is, and then Witt's pretty good, but like other than that. Devontae. F, same thing, bro. You got rid of Ben Attendi. You're probably going to get rid of fucking. Did they get rid of Will Myers? No. Going to Mary Phil. Remember when Will Myers oh, yeah, was supposed to be of... the next best thing? 
I forgot Whit Merrifield's in Toronto, actually. Damn. They got a pretty good lineup for him, too. Oh, shit. I forgot. They just got Salvador Perez now. That's it. Yeah, and they didn't even sign their boys back for you back. Just to, so, yeah, F. Word. All right, so Tigers. Detroit Tigers. F. F. Man, that's another F. The whole division's basically an F. D minus. C minus. I don't know. I think. I might surprise some people here. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. What you dare say, fucking B? Why? <laughs> I'm struggling between C minus and D plus because uh-huh. I think if I'm gonna pick, if I'm gonna pick like that one sneaky team that I feel like is not gonna make the playoffs, but they're gonna win games, and we're gonna talk about them like we were talking about the Orioles last year. I think it's going to be the Tigers, and that's just because they have a lot of their prospects coming up, and then they're going to have Casey Mize back, and then they're going to – it's going to be better for them. And they were – they were, you know, they, they were causing some shit at the beginning of last year. Don't forget that. You know, that, that one – yeah. They're going to do what the Orioles did and uh, switch the landscape of the outfield again because of how bad it's been for them heading wise. No, I'm that serious. They they reported that today that they're changing the the, the landscape of. Uh, well, I mean, but Comerica is huge for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it's a- I like it like that though, especially I'm over the show. Pause. <laughs> but, all right, uh, the Minnesota Twins. C minus. C. I give him a C. You said C minus. Give him a C. I give them a C. C. I give them a C. I'll give them a C. Plus. C, C, C. I almost said B minus, but they're just not a B to me. I'll give C plus. They're trying. I'm going. I'm going C minus. They're just shameful or shameless. I don't know. I don't know where this Correa signing is going to bring them, but it, it just doesn't feel right. It just nothing feels right about it. You guys got me on the on the like Joey Gallo bandwagon. Him, Gallo, and Buxton are gonna lead that team. The three kings, like who would have thought? Who would have oh, yeah. thought? All right, the Chicago White Sox. I'm gonna say F. a B C. I'm gonna say B minus. As much as I want to give them a C, like it's either that or C plus because they have good players still. Like, they have Anderson, they have Roberts, they have Jimenez. Like, Grandall had a terrible year, though. But, like, ah. their pitching is good. They have Cease, Giolito. I'm going to go Lynn. They have, I'm going to go B minus. Like, they have potential still. Devante? No, I'm the same way. Cause I, I I'll go I'll I'll pick um I think I'm gonna agree with you on you know what I'll give them a B uh, I'll give them a B I'll I'll be cool I'll be fair with the White Sox I just think not having Tony Larusa is just gonna be inspiring enough for them to have a good year <laughs> yeah honestly they lost Jose Bree which kind of and they, and they kind of lost Liam Henderson too Hendricks yeah. so that's also gonna play a role for them to to ball out. And his memory and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, they just the whole division's a weird division. <laughs> He's not dead, bro. 
<laughs> no, he's not with me. I was trying not to laugh, but like, <laughs> <laughs> See, he, he was just like, they they lost him. They're gonna fall out of his. Back. Nah, but it's gonna it's gonna it's honestly gonna be the same thing as Trayman and Cini. Nah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's very fair. So next up is obviously the Cleveland Guardians. I'll go at A minus. Um, the thing is with them, we actually talked about it all year, and it's almost like they listened to us. It's like we looked at their stats and we're like, they need power. They need power in that playoff game. Like Chris, you said it all year, and the fact that they went out and they got Bell and Zunino, two guys that are sluggers primarily. Uh, I think that was a good step forward. Plus, they're still rebuilding. They traded guys like Lindor recently. Um, they have rookies in their pitching staff coming up doing well. So I'm just going to go like, you know, A minus. Like, they, plus, I like their manager. Like, they won the division last year, had 90 games. Like, I can't hate on what they're doing. Clearly, it's working. And they locked up Jose on such a cheap deal. So I'm going to go A minus. I say A minus too, because they took the Yankees four fucking games. Shit, they're almost an A. With everybody they have, and they just fucking added uh, Josh Bell, Big Bat. He says Zunino, right? Yeah, Mike Zunino for catcher. He's fucking ass, but he could hit bombs. So. Yeah, dude, he's like a 200 hitter, but I hit like 30 home runs. <laughs> He'll give you 35 bombs, and he's batting like 200. But they got him projected to hit 195. They also have, dude, I had him in fantasy one year, and that's all he did. I'm going, um, mm, it's tough because I don't like the rotation past Bieber and um, Tristan still. Um, I'm going. Nice. What did I give the What did I give the White Sox? I said a B plus. B, a B. You give a B, I think. Oh, B. Yeah. B. All right, so I'm going the I'm going a B plus for the Guardians because I think they're better than the White Sox, but I just I don't know. I feel like they're a pitcher away. They're a pitcher away from being an A. That's just my opinion. And I know, call me a hater because I'm always saying the Guardians are something away, but they I think they're a starting away pitcher away. Beating the Yankees. I'm going B plus. Needed, imagine if they had Josh Bell. They. They probably would have been the Yankees. I mean, but it's the it's the Yankees in the playoffs. I mean, like once the Yankees make the playoffs, it's like you can just count them out. It sucks, but <laughs> I like that. I like, like you, it's just like you just know you're just it's ready for a disaster. Like it's just like the oh, Mets. Plus they have a. But, I'm, um, going, I'm, go, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with an with an A minus actually instead of my B plus because they have. I think they have the best setups. Closer combination. Sure. I, I can't For think sure. of who else is. I, I can't think they of anyone who else is better than. To be honest. And I think I think I think, I think uh, Kale Quintrell was really good down the stretch. Like down and when the games kind of started Q-Fill. to matter, he was he was fucking <laughs> he was pitching really well. I think he had like a and look at his his September stats were were like I want to say he was probably like mid twos ERA like he was pitching really well. So I actually I tell you one thing this dudes. team is solid. Like they, they need more hey. they need more they need they need somebody though. They need like somebody to take they need a, a co-star. That's what they need. They need a co-star for Jose. Like I just I just need Aaron Savale to just not be there. Yeah. <laughs> well let's just say this though yeah, like to show you how much their team and just improved this offseason, which is smaller moves. If you take 
if Mike Zanino hits like he normally does, so in 2021 he had 33 home runs, so let's just say 30. You have Mike Zanino starting catcher, Josh Bell at first, uh, Andres Jimenez at second, who hit like 300 last year. You have Jose Ramirez, Ahmed Rosario, who almost hit 300 last year. You have Stephen Kwan. Stephen Kwan. Yes, Come on, Stephen Kwan, Oscar Gonzalez, and then their worst, like, uh, actually Josh Naylor did pretty good last year for DH. And then their worst bat would be Miles Straw. Like, that team's actually solid. They should easily win that division. Oh, guy. Did they resign Miles Straw? He was. Why do people in the outfield? Uh, I they mean, they chart right now, so I guess so. Damn, they should let that dude go. They shut up, man. He's all around. <laughs> to the Bronx. But, like, that team's actually, like, pretty good. Like, for at least. He like, looks you know mad strong and doesn't hit home runs. They need, they need fucking. Uh, Jerickson Profar. That's who they. That's who they need. They need a guy like him. Then then there's. And then I'll give them an A. And I either him. Honestly, those three guys we mentioned: Duval, Profar, and David Peralta. Any one of them would make that team a lot better than Miles Straw. All right. So the Oakland Athletics. F. F. Yeah, we don't so even need to talk about that. Yeah, F. I think we just need to end there with. with yeah, I was just say F. Don't even. Don't even. And so it's like, no, but that team minus, yeah. though. So <laughs> Only Leonardo could bring them back. Even that Murphy. Put them in Nevada. That Murphy trade was terrible. That's an F. Like, it was, they got nothing back. I don't know what they're doing at all, ever, at any point in time. But the, the Texas Rangers, who were fourth in the West last year. I'm going to go B. I'm going to go B. Just because we haven't seen what this team has done yet, like all of pretty much the most of their team is new. Three guys in the rotation right now are new, so I'm just gonna go B because we haven't seen it yet. But they have a potential to be really good on paper. I give them a B plus potential. Got some good ass players. Obviously, you know some of them need to have a comeback year, like Simeon Seager, especially. Yo, Valdi has a lot to prove as well. Native in his hometown, he's probably gonna be comfortable playing out there. Um, what's the right field there that they have? Uh, Adolis Garcia, Adolis, Adolis yeah, Adolis. I am. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I think B as well, just for Wolfie, like you said it. I mean. On paper, this is a cool team. I like I like how it is. I think especially when you have Semyon, Seager, Lowe, Garcia, um, when you have those guys all at the top of your lineup. But there's one guy that's very underrated, Jonah Heim. Um, I think he's going to have a huge, huge year this year. He, he had a lot of breakout games last year. Um, but I think this year he's, he's going to be a top-hitting catcher in this league. Um, and then don't forget that they got Mitch Garver. For whatever that's worth, and Brad Miller, but it's their rotation for me that I think is going to carry them. Um, I'm I'm very much sold on the rotation. I think their bullpen needs so much work that I think it's going to hold them um, from ultimate greatness. Yeah. But that that rotation is solid in my opinion. It's like six, seven guys that I think uh, can get the job done, plus Lighter and Kumar Rocker who are coming up at any moment that the Rangers want to just unleash. Mm, they got potential. Yeah, I'm going Chris? with uh, 
I'm going. I'm going B. B minus. I'm going B minus. I'm going B minus because one, I've been graded a little bit harsher than you guys, so I got to stay consistent in that. But two, I think that uh, I think they need. I don't know. I just feel like they're they're really good on paper, but they have to prove themselves in a tough division with two very good teams. Like the Mariners are very good, the Astros are very good. Like they gotta. There, it's not like it's kind of like it's kind of like the Mets were last year, and like they gotta they had to prove themselves. That I mean, not really. I mean, yeah, but yeah, because it's the Braves. But I I just feel like. They can't their their run differential last year showed that, you know, they can score a lot, but it's just and they they fixed a lot of the problems, but who's their closer? Like I don't even know who their who is their who is their opening day closer. Is Jose Leclerc's still Leclerc. there? Um, Jose Leclerc. Leclerc. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking he's gotta be the Leclerc. only one still there. I thought they had someone else last year though. I thought he was hurt. I can't remember. Oh, um, it's not driving me nuts. I gotta look this up. Ian Kennedy. Yeah, actually, wasn't he their closer? Like as weird as that sounds. I don't know. They had some dude, but uh, <laughs> exactly. Well, we're spending dude. too much time on the Texas Rangers. Let's yeah. go to uh, the Los Angeles, Angeles Angels. Uh, I'm gonna just say a C. Um, even though they have guys like Trout and Otani and Rendon, like. You know, supposedly supposed to be good players. They made some moves this year. They're just still like the average team. Their starting rotation is like crap. Their bullpen's crap. Guys can't stay healthy, and the team never puts it together. So they're like, I can't say D because they have those guys, but I can't say B either because they haven't proved it at all. So I'm just gonna go C. I say the same. Only willing to see uh, what's his name. Rendon hit lefty again and hit another bomb. And Otani go crazy this year. Hopefully he's Cy Young MVP. That's fair. I'm going I'm going uh C plus. And the reason I go C plus is because I it's it's such a shitty team put together because it's like you look at their lineup and they have the potential to genuinely be like one of the best lineups in the league. Because you're going to go, you know, you got Trout and Otani. Um, you're going to get a healthy Anthony Rendon. You know, I know we've said this like the last three years in a row, a healthy Anthony Rendon. But you're going to get a, a healthy Anthony Rendon. I wouldn't even play him in spring training at this point. But you got Taylor Ward who really broke out. You got Hunter Renfro now. You got Drury. You got Jared Walsh who's projected to hit seventh. Like if Jared Walsh is hitting seventh in my lineup, I'm a pretty happy man because I, I like Jared Walsh. But then you also got David Fletcher still. You got Gio Urshela. You got Max Stassi. They signed Brett Phillips. Like, the hitters go on and on. But with pitching, it's Otani and Tyler Anderson and then Patrick Sandoval, Jose Suarez, Reed Detmers. No one no one worth mentioning in their bullpen besides maybe, like, Ryan Tapera and Aaron Loop and, you know, guys that were good, like, two years ago. But... I have to give them a C plus because I love that lineup, but I hate their their pitching. So, but I I like Trout and Otani more than I hate their pitching. I guess. Who was their uh, yeah, pitching? You guys can read that off again. Their starters. 
Say that again. Who was their starters again? Otani. Um, they got Otani, Tyler Anderson, Patrick Sandoval, Jose Suarez, and Reed De- uh, Detmers. All right, I'm not a big fan of Detmers is overrated because of the no hitter. Suarez, I don't like. Tyler Anderson is literally <laughs> just like Heaney, right? Don't trust him because his whole career has been shit. And then you have Otani and then Sandoval, I kind of like a little bit. Yeah, I'm just not a fan. Otani's going to throw no hitter. Not a fan. He's throw no hitter this year. Well, Mama yeah. said that. Uh, I'm going to go with C plus from what Saxby said. You got two two generational talents on your team and a stacked lineup. So it's got to win we'll you some games, happens. especially with all these new right. rules. The offense rules the way <clears throat> this year, right? The Mariners, I'm going – I think I'm going to go B. Yeah, I think I'm going to go B on the dot, B. Um, just because uh, I like – I really, like, really, really like the rotation. And I think their rotation and their bullpen is something I really love. Um, you know, they're going to have Luis Castillo, um, Robbie Ray. Um, you know, they're just, they're just going to have a bunch of guys that I don't feel like listing off or looking up right now. Um, but I really love their pitching, and then their hitting. It's going to be Papa Julio. I mean, why not? I mean, I know I said earlier they needed to do more. I stand by that, but I'm still going to give them a B. That's why I'm probably going to give them a B. I'm going to give them a B minus because I said that before. If you're not getting better, if you're not, you're getting worse. And while they did get Hernandez, they didn't do like anything signing wise, and I feel like. Like, you were so close, and, like, you showed so much potential that you got to do something more than what you did, so I'm just going to go B-. minus. I'm going to go B. I think they – I think we get to see Julio in a full year where he's, you know, he's gone through a full year now. So I think, like, you know, he's going to probably approach the season a little differently, you know, have more stamina down the – down like, down the stretch – be able to start hot maybe i think you know i think they get it off to a hot start the all-star game gives them even more confidence more motivation to do well this year and i think you know luis castillo was the they extended him out i think that's the, you know they got hernandez i like them i think the, you know they they got cal riley coming back big cal hit some home runs big cal Big cow. All right. I give him a, a B plus. I just like the moves all around. Hitting. They went out and they got Tay Oscar, who is a steal in my opinion for them, especially. Um, the same thing with Luis Castillo. Like, had any any bigger name team gotten Luis Castillo would have been a problem, especially like the Yankees. I was just like one team. I just didn't want the Yankees. I didn't want him to go to the Yankees. You know, he's a problem. Whether people want to talk about it or not, the dude is a problem. He had one of the best postseason numbers at that too, and he didn't have a bad year. He had a pretty solid year, and he's only—he's literally only—he's only going to get better. And now that he's transitioned, I think he's actually more built for American League teams than he is built for National League teams, just because of how the dynamics flip flop and whatnot. So I think he's only going to get better. Um, Last year they had the most um, come from behind, come from behind wins, and I think that's not really going to change. They're probably, some, well, I think they're going to do better in retrospect as a, as opposed to um, last year because now they understand the team that they have, 
knowing that they've added better players to it. And so kind of have a chip, especially like you said about the All-Star game. It's going gonna, it's gonna to give them a bigger push to do better. J-Rod is just going to have an even better year. I think he's going to have one of the best um, half, a, half a decade for a stretch as, you know, from a rookie heading forward that we've probably seen in history, if anything, but, like, especially, like, uh, in the Latin American aspect, he's going to be one of the best. He already showed last year. He's only going to get better. Fair enough. And to me, that team is just, yo, it's hot. That's a solid team. Fair enough. So... Where do you guys put the Astros? We'll, we'll cap it off I'll here. just still go A. I mean, there's just still such a good team, great players. You know, a solid four, Bregman, Alvarez, you know, Springer. All right, just Duck, Tucker, Altuve. A dynasty. Yep. Definitely. They said an A for me. It's a dynasty right there. Like, mm. As much as everything has shifted before and Chris want to say he's holding it back, they just need one more ring. <laughs> But, like, you know, the game is changing. The game is changing. And at the current moment, they, they are today's dynasty in baseball. Yeah. Oh, a minus. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going A minus. And the reason why I'm going A minus is because, I don't know. I mean, I, I love their lineup. Um, you know, Altuve and Brantley, Bregman, Jordan, Abreu, Tucker, Pena. That's deadly. That's deadly as hell. Uh, but, you know, when you when you look at their, their rotation, you know, without Verlander, it's a little weaker now. Um, Valdez, Javier, McCullers. McCullers can't stay healthy to save his goddamn life. Chicken. Um, chicken you know, Luis Garcia or Keedy, that's going to be their, their rotation. And then their their bullpen, I mean, it's always good. It's just names that I just don't quite believe in. They won the World Series, don't get me wrong. Um, but they're one of the best bullpens in baseball. Yeah. I just I don't know. I'm going I'm going with A minus. I don't I don't think they'll be as good as last year, but I still think they're probably the best team in in the majors. I think if they keep it up with the spider attack, they're gonna be they're gonna stay here, yo. <laughs> yeah. All right, and that that wraps that up. So so next week we'll do the NL, um, because we'll we'll probably pivot uh, next week. Technical difficulties, folks. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. You gotta put the dong closer to your face. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't even. There we go. This shit just like. All right, this shit kind of like just broke, but, you know. No way. I'm going to fucking hold it. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Look at this shit. ED. Oh, ED, it's flopping. <laughs> my mic got the ED. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this is bad. All right. So. How I want to kind of end this is I just want to talk about Trevor Bauer. You know, so Trevor Bauer, he got reinstated. Uh, the Dodgers let him go. They said, we don't want your kind here. Um, who do you do? Do you guys think anybody signs him at all? Of course. Between the Yankees and the Red Sox, I don't see anybody else we're like really pushing for him. Well, I think they'll push the most for him. And if not, we're probably going to see him in like the Pirates. 
I agree. There's no way in hell he is going to a top market team. There's no way I would even say he's going to go to a playoff team right now until the deadline. He's going to start at the bottom. He's going to work his way up with a crap team. He can do a Cincinnati reunion. No, dude, there's no way they're doing that after they trolled him with the baseball hats, the signed balls and hats. But uh, he's probably going to go to like a bottom feeder team, Miami, Cincinnati. You know, I said Pittsburgh. Nah. Maybe somewhere like that, rejuvenate, and then go to get traded up the better. Bring them to Queens. We go take well, them in Queens, man. What do you think, What do you think, Chris? I think he's gonna sign with the Padres. I feel like they he signs with the Padres because it's the biggest fuck you to the Dodgers that he can give them. You're paying me twenty two million to pitch against you on your rival team for seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's smart. He just washes them every time they face each other. He just washes the Dodgers. He's number one pitcher against them. You know he's going to want that kind of energy. He would be the number one pitcher on the Giants, too, probably, stat-wise, right? I'm I'm forgetting a starter they have that's better. Oh, Logan Webb. (laughs) I don't think the Logan Webb ever would be the same. What was that? (laughs) What was that? What was what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't me, yo. <laughs> yo, I am shy because what the fuck was that? I thought that was either Devonte or like your child or something. Bro, I thought that was Chris. I was staring right into his camera. And just nothing was happening. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It was me scratching my throat. <laughs> Why? Do you... I guess it's a Hispanic thing. I don't fucking know. I um, you gotta you gotta really think about what teams and the major leagues are really fucking shameless, right? Now, hold on. I know I mentioned one team. I'll circle back to them. Yeah. Because I actually think think they're going to be the ones. But think about it. I don't think it'll be the Yankees. The Yankees have lost their Yankiness about them over the last 10 or so years. They're not... They're not signing the biggest and baddest free agents. They're not the biggest villains anymore. It's just Aaron yeah, Judge. They they're not. They're not the, the normal Yankee Yankee culture. All these women beaters. Um, he fits the Yankee culture. Her monk beat his shorty in front of fucking in front of um one of the workers from the Yankee Stadium, and then Chapman, you know, Chapman out here is choking holes and shit. Like, <laughs> so true. the only teams that really come to mind, the Dodgers, who he won't go to. The Mets, who he most likely won't go to. And I say the Mets are shameless for how they handled Correa. Wolfie, you fucking know you guys were shameless as shit for that. Yeah, fuck um, <laughs> But there's two teams that I think ultimately are not his only options, but I think the two teams that it'll come down to. The Cincinnati Reds. Why the fuck not? You had, he had a Cy Young year there. You know, he revit like not revitalized, but I guess he got his stardom and his fame by just doing so good as good as he did on the Reds. But the Minnesota Twins, why not? Why not the Minnesota Twins? That would be sweet. They got Joey Gallo. They got they got Carlos Correa after nobody else wanted his fucking prosthetic leg or whatever the fuck he's got going on. Because whatever's going on there is obviously that's like Illuminati scary. I'm going yeah, with the Twins. I think the Twins sign them. They don't care. They don't care about anything. They're it's Minnesota. It, they're tired of losing. They got to try something. Why not get Trevor Bauer in their ugly little new uniforms they got, and let's go. And they lost uh, Bundy and Archer, so they need pitching. 
There you go. I think you actually you get Bundy and Archer times five. Like you combine them together and times them by five, and you get Trevor Bauer. You actually said it before though, and I know you're like, oh, it can't happen because of the manager. But to actually have a reunion with the Guardians and get rid of Seville and have Mackenzie, Bieber, and Bauer again would actually be solid. That would be, like, really good for that team. But, no, I think that's a solid move. Like I said, the Twins would be a perfect landing spot. They could use Detroit. So yeah. Boston. That note, I think it's time to get on out of here. So, listen, our time is up. Your time is now. You can't see me. My time is – no, I'm just playing. Um, but... <laughs> know, he wrote, he, he wrote that as a thing today. You know, I, I don't know if you saw that. He tweeted that today, which is funny. No, but uh, our time is up. We're going to get out out of here. That was episode 14 of High and Inside. We make baseball entertaining. Baseball is entertaining, but we make baseball more entertaining. That was it from us. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, sell your soul. Don't do what Trevor Bauer did. Don't do what Trevor Story did. Don't be named Trevor. That's the, that's the big uh, advice of the day. With that being said... Have a good night.